It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB Podcast here from AusBiz. I'm David Scott. It is Wednesday, February 16th. I reckon it was probably the busiest day of reporting season. Well, at least it felt that way. So to go through it all, pretty manic day. Annette Beecher joining me here in the studio. Annette, uh, yeah, it was uh, all happening. It was a blinder. I think our producers had punched out like 15 company reports by 8.30 ready for us to go on air. So an absolute shout out to those guys today, that's for sure. Yeah, look, a real positive end to the session. We saw the uh, the SIBO Australia 200 going close up about uh, 0.9 of a percent. Uh, Even larger gains coming through for the XJO. Uh, Look, a lot of it was the lead on from Wall Street and in Europe, it's got to be said. And uh, no, an apparent uh, easing of geopolitical tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Russia apparently pulling back some of its troops, according to at least uh, the Russian news agency. But uh, yeah, markets are still buying it. Of course, uh, things could change fairly quickly. We could wake up to a very, very different vibe. But yes, I, I think because uh, it was almost becoming a meme that uh, invasion was starting on Wednesday. So I guess we were starting to you know wonder what that meant. But anyway, it, do- it was certainly a risk on day. It was a sea of green. And thanks to all the reports that we'll run through shortly. It was actually a small and medium stock day because recently we've had uh, rallies where it's just been a blue chip day. But today wasn't a blue chip day. CBA and BHP actually falling today. The smaller guys did all the heavy lifting. Yeah, iron off you just still under a bit of pressure in China. But yeah, it's interesting. A lot of those long duration uh, areas of the market, uh, certainly the REITs, the technology stocks, the healthcare, which we'll get to one of the other uh, big players there at the moment, mm-hmm. helping to drive that sector high, all had a really good day. And we found that uh, even though they're very cyclically orientated, a lot of those small caps tend to go and, and do really well on those days as well. So we'll go and take it. It's been a bit of a rough time of late. So yeah, we'll take a win where we can go and get it. Uh, part of the reason why healthcare was such a stellar sector performance today was CSL. Three letters, CSL. Yeah, so look, everyone knows about the disruptions taking part with that mm-hmm. particular company. Uh, no, COVID uh, is going to make it very difficult for blood plasma collection and the like. Uh, done a lot of M&A activity as well, uh, which is also feeding they into the mix. They stepped into the flu space as well, which didn't actually work out for them this time around. It was actually a loss-making venture. But of course, with all the restrictions around containing COVID, it's managed to contain the flu as well. Yeah. Uh, so CSL shares closed up over 8.5%. So uh, considering it's uh, one of the biggest stocks in the other uh, local market, uh, certainly doing a lot of the heavy lifting, helping to offset those declines from CBA, which of course is trading ex dividend today, uh, yep. BHP. Fortescue Metals was another one out with the interim results. Of course, we know that uh, record iron ore uh, production and shipments, but we're seeing that prices, particularly for those uh, lower grade ores, which you know, Fortescue does still operate in that particular mm. area, have come under a bit of pressure relative to the benchmark price. You had a chat with Elizabeth uh, Gaines. Yeah, what, was, what was your takeaway? Well, I did because I asked the question about sort of the segue from lower grade iron ore through to green hydrogen because that's 
quite the segue. And uh, and she actually pushed back, and the interview is in the show notes. She pushed back and reminded us, of course, that Ironbridge is coming on stream shortly and will be a higher quality iron ore. But let's face it, the success to date has been on that lower grade iron ore, certainly punished uh, in terms of pricing. And we did also ask her about navigating China. And she said the relationships and the contracts are rock solid. So while markets bounce around with fluctuations in China's messages, she doesn't seem to think that it impacts Fortescue's uh, fortunes as much as uh, we think they do. Yeah, I was interested to note that when it comes to the uh, supply outlook from other producers out there, you know, talking about Iron Ridge and the like, you know, uh, obviously a big investment for that particular company. But uh, we know about uh, Simandu, uh, the potential that that might go and see over time mm. in West Africa, a couple of Chinese conglomerates, and of course Rio Tinto involved in that space as well. Uh, so, you no know, interesting comments coming through from the outgoing chief executive. Uh, look, so many different names out here on the other local market. I'm just going through some of the other top performers on the other local boards. Uh, SG Fleet was the uh, was one of the top performers with a cool gain of uh, no, no, nearly tw- uh, 18%. Uh, also, uh, Treasury Wine Estates, another company that's had a bit of a rough trot. I'm going to say. Speaking bit, of China, yeah, speaking of China <laughs> and uh, relationships, uh, yeah, it's going to go and raise the uh, the price of some of its uh, products and up a lazy 11.2%. They've managed to successfully navigate away. It's you know only 18 months ago that China slapped that 200% tariff on Australia's premium wine, so they certainly had to scramble. So they've, I think they're finally on the other side of that market dislocation. But I have to tell you, Scotty, I'm still very disappointed that uh, the price of Penfolds hasn't come down despite that uh, Chinese demand. Yeah, keep wishing. <laughs> you might I'll get try. There. You might get there one day. <laughs> uh, look, uh, spoke to with uh, Rob Newman, uh, Chief Executive of Nearmap, in the uh, start of the. Uh, the program today and uh, it has finished up 7.7 percent so that's a nice little gain coming through as well vicinity centers as well up 10.7 percent so really that thematic of the day the, the actual results that beat beat by a really handy margin and uh, certainly uh, you know, did uh, know pretty well for the session. One stock that didn't have the best of days is reported, EML Payments. So now we'll have a chat uh, with the company's chief executive very early tomorrow morning on the program, uh, down 3.6%. So looking forward to asking a few questions there, particularly when it comes to that Bank of Ireland uh, no discrepancy, mm. shall we say, and uh, certainly the opportunities that may be present from Europe and the potential for raising interest rate environment, uh, given that would go and benefit that company just like it would go and benefit the banks as well. And let's not forget that uh, Clickbait 101 at Tesla, that uh, lithium offtake agreement with Liontown saw Liontown, I think, close, was it 15, 16%? It was uh, absolutely the top performer today and uh, had the joy to speak to Chief Executive there late this afternoon. And uh, it was a a, a good discussion uh, in terms of... uh, Part of discussions, they looked at all, all types of partners, of course. You don't just put your uh, eggs in the one basket. But interesting, the name of the uh, the mine, the Kathleen mine, has a 23-year uh, mine life. The reason that's important is, of course, thanks to staff shortages, costs and border controls over in WA, there's some near-term hurdles, but it does sound like a good long-term prospect for Liontown and investors uh, welcomed it. Yeah, certainly in that uh, lithium space, particularly the real exploration side, there's a lot of spurious uh, market releases that come out to go and creates excitement around the share price. But when it comes to Liontown, uh, putting rubber in the road and uh, certainly uh, some pretty concrete things coming through there, you don't get much bigger than Tesla when it comes to that EV marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why the market reacted so well to it today. It's a lovely segue because for our stock of the day, we were sport for choice. So we didn't know 
how to go and split things <laughs> up here. So we had two. Both. Why not? So Line Town Resources was one and CSL was another. So we had Carl Kapalinga give his thoughts uh, on CSL and Line Town and also Michael Wayne from Medellin Financial as well. So take a listen. Uh, look, I thought it was a pretty good result. If you look past, as you say, the immunoglobin uh, business, which is still uh, suffering the impacts of COVID, the rest of the business uh, was doing much better. If you've got it, um, I guess maybe there's some comfort there that on a valuation basis, uh, we've probably uh, oh, very cheap around 240, probably seen, seen the lows with this bounce now as well. It's done very well over a long period of time, um, but it's been under a bit of pressure now for probably a year, year and a half almost. So I think I've been saying the buy it at 270, 275. So most of our clients are pretty full up on it. Um, for brand new clients, we would have no hesitation in picking it up. We think the long-term outlook Yep. It's pretty good for a high quality business. Um, obviously, they've had a setback because of COVID, but they guided the market pretty well for the next year. Now, look, I mean, you don't get any bigger in the business than Tesla, isn't it? If you can sign a binding offtake agreement for about a third of your expected first year supply uh, with a name like that, that's always uh, going to be a bit of a boost to your share price. I would say if we get below that 140, it could be a long wait before you uh, get another look at $2 again. So uh, it's about managing our exits for us over here at Think Markets with this one. Um, if you've had a really good run, we're just looking for for you know exit points at this stage. And then we might look at it again when they get closer to production. Um, but obviously the lithium space has been very, very hot. Um, there's definitely, in our view, a, a long runway to usage for, for lithium. And it's just a matter of how the price holds up. Last time there was this big influx of supply that flooded the market, the price came down. We might see something similar to that again, or we might see demand yep. a bit more entrenched. We're pretty optimistic on the space. Keep in mind that with this agreement with Tesla, it doesn't really kick in for another few years yet. And it is contingent on them getting that Kathleen mine up and running and into production. Right. So there's a bit of water to go under the bridge there before it's a guaranteed cash in the bank for them. There we have it. So. No one's rushing to go and buy, but no one's rushing to go and sell as well. And uh, both of those stocks were in the portfolio, so mm. that's where they remain. Uh, look, as a bonus, um, we know that you love CSL out there. Uh, it's one of the most followed companies here on the Osbeers platform. So we went and asked as well Evan Lucas from InvestSmart whether he thinks it's a buy. So uh, you get that take as well. That's in the newsletter, that particular interview. Uh, ben Clark uh, uh, joining us as well this afternoon. Really interesting chat and a good chat as well. So he gave his take about uh, CSL. Uh, what exactly was it that got him excited under the hood? He thought that the uh, the company might look to go and downgrade guidance a little bit. So ever so marginally. And when that didn't come through from uh, from the uh, biopharma giant, uh, suddenly the share price reaction, coupled with a, a better than expected dividend payout, uh, certainly went and uh, and helped that stock there today. Uh, look, where do we go from here in it? Because there is a lot more coming up tomorrow. There is a billion or so companies, it seems, uh, that are going to be reporting through. I know West Farmers is going to be one of those as well that we'll keep a close eye on. South 32, I'm looking forward to having a chat with that one. Diversified uh, miner, lots of interest, particularly in its coal assets. Yeah, I'm speaking to MA Financial. They used to be um, Moellis, and last time when it was Moellis, it just acquired that Byron Bay pub. If anyone's got good memories of Strops Pub, I certainly do. So we'll be talking all things property with those guys. But one that theme that's certainly emerging, its costs, its supply constraints, some forward guidance, as you were just suggesting, is uh, either non-existent or cautious. And also the theme today seemed to be dividends. I mean, even when some strange balance sheet actions going on, or even with profits and revenues declining or missing, there's still dividends out there. So that's still rivers of gold to stockholders out there as well. So it's not all negative. 
not at all. And look, uh, on the macro front, of course, all eyes still remain on what's going on uh, in uh, in Europe and the Ukraine. Of course, locally tomorrow, we've got the jobs, jobs report. report. Um, look, let's be like perfectly really honest when it comes to an assessment here. It's going to have uh, Omicron's fingerprints all over it, this report. So what can we as investors go and look at within that undoubtedly noisy report and get some clarity as to how things are going. I think the two things that matter and the two things we'll be discussing is hours worked. The reason why hours worked matter is it feeds into GDP. So the uh, the pointy heads will be adjusting their GDP forecast because this is for January. And secondly, just the unemployment rate because everyone's waiting for that three handle. Will we get it or not? And the market will react accordingly if we see three point something. Absolutely. Well, soon after that report is released, uh, Andy Pentestra, uh, our CEO, will be joining Koshi on the core. And that will be our stock of the day as well for those people out there listening. So you'll be able to go and get your assessment there. Adam Dawes and Chris Conway will be giving their take as to whether it is a buy or a sell at this stage. Yep, uh, she's we'll, at PAC show tomorrow. Yeah, Jason sure. Pellegrino, Domain <laughs> Chief Executive, is going to be on the program around 10 o'clock as well. Uh, look, uh, so much other. Andrew Walsh, Iris uh, Chief Executive, will come on the program as well. Uh, IPH uh, Chief Executive uh, will join us as well. And so Rob Scott of uh, West Farmers MD rounding out the day from sunny Perth. I'm sure that uh, there'll be a few <laughs> question marks uh, asked and questions raised about uh, the borders. They're becoming very difficult from all accounts to go and do business in that particular state. So looking forward to going rounding off the day with that discussion. But until then, look, uh, it's going to be absolutely mentally uh, no big day tomorrow. So <laughs> sure let's go is. and rest up and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. 8.30. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.